the Plumley Pod, episode 55. Prepare to lift the lid on all things education, not indoctrination. Your voice of reason for home education, the Plumley Pod. Hello and welcome to the Plumley Pod. I'm your host, Sarah Plumley, and my, 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 what a couple of weeks it has been. In fact, it's possibly only a week since I uh, last spoke to or saw many of you. Many of you that listen obviously come to my lectures and workshops and such like. Well, 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 haven't we been busy upsetting the trans cultists? It's not very difficult, is it? Have you noticed? My goodness me. Was it something I said? Seriously. Well, the latest is I've been cancelled by my business email. My business email provider managed to cancel me within three hours of the Americans waking up. My business email was hosted in America. (laughs) It is now, but with a different company. I guess I picked the wrong one. In fact, it was recommended to me, a company called AWeber, A-W-E-B-R, aweber.com. Go check out their woke diversity pick website pages. I should have known. In fact, in fairness to me, I did hesitate. As I was waiting to pay to upgrade my account with them for my work on Rescue Your Children, which is kind of like a pre-course for guerrilla education, which is the thing that I created to help people do the best they can for their kids, give their kids a real education as opposed to sending them to the state indoctrination centres. What we do at Guerrilla Ed is teach parents how to provide a private school standard education at home, away from the woke nonsense and Well, it's not just woke nonsense these days. There's all kinds of other awful things going on, but more on that another time. So yes, it's a new world record for me. I was looking at this website thinking there's an awful lot of ethnic diversity and cultural enrichment going on on these web pages. Do I really think it's a good idea to do business with this company? But I've been assured by the Libertarians, the Tom Woods School of Life, of which I'm a member, I've been assured that the Tom uses these people, it'll be okay. Tom's not very PC, Tom Woods. He's very good at it, actually. He walks that fine line, a bit like the great Neil Oliver from the UK. Tom Woods kind of walks that fine line. I'd say Neil Oliver is, in my opinion, sort of superior in terms of telling the whole truth. I might be being unkind, but it would seem to me that Tom Woods is more interested in having a seriously lucrative career, let's just say. That's not to say that poor Mr. Oliver doesn't want one, but I think Neil Oliver's far more interested in the whole truth, as am I. Anyway, this had come as a great recommend, and these are the people that are helping me, the Tom Wood School of Life, who've been helping me learn some things I need to know to avoid some landmines that the you-know-who's try and trip you up over. You know, they, the hierarchy enslaving you, well, they try all kinds of things, so the Tom Wood School of Life helps you avoid getting into some of these mires. Anyway, I walked straight into this one. On their recommend, I clicked pay, I set everything up, I uploaded my video, top 10 reasons not to send your children back to school, and literally got cancelled within three hours of America waking. So six hours in total, but America was asleep when I uploaded my stuff. I clicked send on the email, and the email didn't send. And I thought, oh, this is odd. Why is it not sending? And it has to go through processing. Like, they have to have somebody review your content and your material. And I thought, oh, I... Why would that be? Don't you have a constitution in America? Isn't this something that you keep rubbing in our faces? I must admit, I'm insanely jealous of it. But yeah, they they have that kind of thing where you have the First Amendment, like basically means free speech. You can say whatever you like. So why would they need to review my content? Anyway, anyway, lo and behold, after reviewing the content, I received an email. 
And I'll give you the email address as it's publicly available. I'm allowed to do this just in case you wanted to email these people to let them know what you think. The email address is help, help, help at aweber.com. Aweber, A-W-E-B-E-R, help at aweber.com. And believe me, they do need some help there. Hi, Sarah Plumley. After completing an investigation of your Aweber account, it was determined that you are in violation of our terms of service. Due to this, your Aweber account has been closed and it cannot be reopened. You are also not eligible to create a new account. Furthermore, if email is still in your plans for marketing, we ask that you use a different service provider moving forward. Doesn't that mean the same thing? <laughs> what 12-year-old wrote this? That's not being disrespectful to my, some of my awesome 12-year-old gorilla editors, but goodness me. If there are any questions, please respond to this email. Best practices team, Aweber Communications best practices team. Did you hear that? After completing an investigation of your Aweber account. What, by some 12-year-old gimp? My goodness me. It was, you were in violation of our terms of service. Well, where? What have I violated? Can you show me which term of service? Obviously, I asked them this in my response. But they never say, do they? Because they can't say which terms of service you have violated. Because if they do, then you can make an argument. Particularly in America, where there's a thing called the First Amendment, basically protecting free speech. They were offend Obviously, somebody at Aweber was offended by my content. And that's fine, because my content is highly offensive. I, I, I don't pretend otherwise, but I'm not sorry for it, and I'm not going to apologize. Of course, people will find my content offensive. I used to work in theatre and in comedy. If a third of your audience, up to a third of your audience, isn't walking out because you're so offensive, then it's thought that you're not doing your job. At least that's how it used to be in the olden days when comedy was actually funny. Of course you're going to offend people. You can offend people by saying, hello, good morning, believe it or not, these days. So that it's completely ridiculous, the idea that, oh, we're going to ban you from our business because we find you offensive. Well, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Now, in fairness, if I go into a restaurant and I'm deeply offensive, yeah, I'll probably get booted out. I don't have a problem with that. If you're causing a disturbance or whatever, I can understand that. However, what is the problem with emails? The company doesn't have to read them, the emails that I send to my people, do they? Yeah, they're choosing to be offended. Like, that's like coming and sitting on my table in a private little snug in a restaurant and deliberately listening in on my conversation and then reporting me to the head waiter because you're offended by my conversation. It's not like I'm standing on the tables preaching to the whole restaurant, is it? Can you see the difference? Also, with emails, in particular business email, is that not a utility these days? As in almost a right, a bit like gas, electricity, telephone, internet. You know, shouldn't you have rights to access to email? Because if you don't, how do you participate in this monstrous thing that we now call modern day life? You can't participate. So th think about it. If you didn't have any email address, well, think of all the stuff that you wouldn't be able to do. You'd be almost able to do nothing online. What doesn't require at least an email registration and or a telephone one? Same deal, right? So the, these people, I mean, they're on a hiding to nothing anyway. They're in violation of the First Amendment. Now, I don't know about US law, but I'll take a wild stab in the dark here and we'll see if someone from the other side of the pond comes to correct me. But I would have thought that the Constitution sits at the top and then there's kind of other laws underneath, maybe state laws. So you've got your Constitution, you've got federal law, you've got state law. I'm imagining going top to bottom here. And then you've got, you know, business policy, <laughs> business terms and conditions. I don't think the United States Constitution gives a flying fig about your terms of service. And if you can't tell me which one I've violated, then I'm sorry, you can't punish me. 
You can't punish somebody without telling them what they've done wrong and the specifics of that, because how can I defend myself? But this is the thing. These libtard, leftard freaks don't want you to be able to defend yourself because they know they'll lose. They can't win an argument. They cannot win a logical argument. And therefore, they just say, oh, you're in violation, you're cancelled, you're banned, you're closed. So literally Monday, this was the week of my launch. This was my Rescue Your Children, which I love doing. I do it about twice a year. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I do two weeks of solid 14 to 16 hour days just to get these three nights of free training on. So the training course is actually only like an hour and a half, three times over, three nights. So an hour and a half on a Thursday, an hour and a half on a Friday, an hour and a half on a Saturday. So you get four and a half hours of training for free. But to be able to provide that, it takes me two weeks, 14 days, I've calculated this, 14 days of 14 to 16 hour working days for free. All right. So it's a massive, massive effort. And I love doing it. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. I love doing it. And I do it at least twice a year. So that's like a month. I work for a month for free every single year. Super, super hard work. And I do it because I believe in it. Because I really believe that if people stopped attending protests and signing ridiculous petitions, I saw that together people again, together campaign, whatever they are, getting you to sign petitions again. Oh, their call to action was come and sign a petition. Are you joking? At this stage of the game? Like, I firmly believe if we stop listening to these people who are telling us to write to our MPs, attend a protest and sign a freaking petition that's going to get put in the bin at the end of the day, if we actually stop listening to that and wasting time and started, you know, a little side hustle, making a bit of extra cash, then we can cut our hours at work and withdraw the children from the indoctrination centers. If the state, if the fuckament, shorthand hybrid for fucking government, sorry, I know it's a Sunday morning, but fuckament is a term here at Gorilla Red. If you remove your children, from the fuckerman, they can't proliferate in the future. All they need is young minds, young impressionable minds coming through their doors of their indoctrination centers every morning, Monday to Friday, 39 weeks or so of the school year. And they know they've got them for life. They've got them for life. For life, those children will think that the government are the good guys. They gave me free education. They taught me how to read. They taught me how to write, completely ignoring the fact that children teach themselves how to read and write before schools were even invented. Yes, that's true. In fact, we had higher literacy and numeracy rates before compulsory schooling came in. We can prove that with the United States data, particularly from the Presbyterian Church. Anyway, I won't go into that because it's going to like bore some people who are not really interested in the history of home education. And that's not my intention. But my, all I'm trying to point out is that these indoctrination centers are the problem. And if we removed our children and taught them ourselves, then that is going to start causing the state a problem. And I believe, I firmly believe that's why I've got the trans cult after me, et cetera, et cetera. They've been unleashed by the state because they don't like it because little Sarah Plumley over here has figured out the solution to all of our problems. Because if people en masse end up home educating, then we're not going to be voting for these goons in parliament anymore, are we? We're going to remove the whole bally lot of them and start again. You know? Obviously, that's terrifying for something like fuckerman institutions, especially people who are massive fat paychecks for doing bugger all. They'll be terrified by this. Of course, they would. They'll do anything to protect it. That's why they would say that I'm a domestic terrorist. I'm a threat to the state. Well, hang on a second. Is being a threat to the state, the corruption of the state, is, <laughs> hang on a second, is that a bad thing? Is that a bad thing? See, I just don't think it is. I just don't think it is. But that's where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. I, was, I came in on Monday for the start of my week, bearing in mind that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I was live doing my Rescue Your Children course. So Monday morning, I set up my 
business email with a different company, a company that's going to help me grow and expand at the recommend of the people who are helping me improve what I do. And lo and behold, I come back after lunch and within three hours, my account is closed. My account is closed for, what did that little 12-year-old say? What did he say? Let me have a look. I've got to read this again. It's so bad. After completing an investigation of your Aweber account, it was determined that you were in violation of our terms of service. Oh, well, I think I should be publicly flogged. Except you'd probably be too pathetic to watch. Honestly, what have we bred? Collectively, what are we breeding? These creatures, my goodness me. Anyway, it was kind of reminiscent of something that happened to me over two, just over two years ago. Over two years ago, on the 3rd of June, I have to get this right, yes, the 3rd of June 2021, 3rd of June 2021, I was invited on the Richie Allen show. And I'd listened to Richie Allen for quite some years, actually. I wasn't a contemporaneous listener in those moments, but I had previously listened quite a bit to Richie Allen. And I, of course, accepted. It was a big surprise. I had never had any contact with him before. And he asked me at lunchtime, would I go on that evening with him? And I said, yeah, sure. Why not? I did have a hurried conversation with my husband to say, you do realize, honey, that if I go on this radio show tonight, that is the end of my mainstream career. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. I said, I mean it. This is it. If I go on this show tonight, that is the end of my mainstream teaching career. And I was doing really quite well. But anyway, um, we both agreed it was the right thing to do and nothing was going to stop me doing it. So I went on and talked about all kinds of things wrong with education. I think it's still up on Podomatic. Is it Podomatic? Have I said that right? I think it's still up there because he keeps all the recordings and whatever. And I spoke at like 100 miles an hour because I thought I was going to get like cut off in 10 minutes like they do on the mainstream media. But it turns out I was there for like an hour or something. So thanks, Richie. That was really, really good of you. But I got to talk about stuff and I made one comment about the term transphobe and transphobic. I said, well, hang on a minute. Let's take the word phobic. Phobic means to have an irrational fear of something, doesn't it? My basic argument was that the term transphobic is a bit of a misnomer because nobody's afraid of trans people like somebody might be afraid of spiders or going outside or being trapped in small spaces, all kinds of different phobics and phobias, right? So I just made a simple argument that I don't buy this. I think it's a load of nonsense. And I don't think that anybody is actually transphobic at all. That doesn't mean to say that there aren't people who hate trans people, I'm sure. Especially now, I don't think there were that many people who hated trans people before, but I think they might have actually achieved that by their collective behavior with all of this rainbow flag waving and all this jerking in the streets or this all this disgusting stuff you particularly see in America. Although increasingly, and I have to say, I'm not just having a go at you, America. It's just because you're bigger, uh, larger population. It's happening in Manchester and London as well in the UK and Dublin and various other places. So good old Ireland there. They're not exempt from it either. Irish listeners to this podcast complain all of the time about this disgusting stuff going on. Anyway, I made that one comment and I made it quite politely. This was two years ago when I was less jaded. So I had more hope back then. I was less tired. And now I just say it because I really don't care anymore. (laughs) I've had three bank accounts raided, literally stolen from. I've had two bank accounts forcibly closed. The morning after my appearance on The Richie Allen Show, my publicly available email address had been signed up to a whole bunch, like maybe 10 or 12 pornography sites. My husband was thrilled. There was something he didn't know about. Just kidding. But (laughs) the point is that they clearly thought that this would horrify me and shut me up. Well, they obviously didn't 
do their homework, did they? They don't know me very well. And when I say they, I'm going to use they as the hierarchy enslaving you because I don't know precisely who they are. But I find it very interesting that you do one radio interview that was, I'd only been scheduled in at midday to appear at like 5, 6 p.m., something like that. So this is not a very long lead time. And then within roughly 12 hours, maybe just a bit more, 14 hours of that appearance, my publicly available email is being used to sign up to all these porn sites. To this day, I still get filthy messages. Thankfully, they all go in the spam or whatever. But it was quite a shock. Not the material or the content. I'm not really, I'm just not interested in that. You know, I'm not prudish and it's not my business. But what was shocking was the time frame. You, I said one thing about transphobia and transphobic. I was questioning the language around it because I believe that the, this is a massive appropriation of language. I think these people don't love language at all, which is why they're trying to mess it up. They're trying to... Uh, destroy literally the meaning of words like woman, for example. Anyway, one thing, that's all I did and boom. Anyway, long story short, last thir- uh, not last Thursday, the Thursday before, I gave a lecture called Protecting Your Children from the Trans Cult and I had horrible interference. So we've now fast forwarded, we've gone from June 2021 on the Richie Allen show to getting this, my emails trashed on these porn sites. In the interim, in the intervening months, in the intervening It was mostly in the last 12 months, to be fair. But in the intervening 24 months or so, 26 months, I've had three raids on my bank account where money has been stolen, sometimes quite large sums, well, for me anyway. Amounts of money that would have bankrupted me in previous times, for sure. I've had, obviously, I said my emails on the pornography site. I've now had my business email cancelled. And I've been debanked. I've been booted out of two bank accounts as well. And that both happened before Nigel Fromage. So don't be telling me about poor freaking Nigel. Poor freaking Nigel with his Coots bank account. Do you have any idea how much money you have to have, even to have an account with Coots? I do, because one of my friends, well, one of my former friends is a famous Coronation Street actress. So she taught me all about Coots Bank. Anyway, that is definitely a story for another day. So fast forward now to a week last Thursday. And a week last Thursday, I'm giving my private lecture, Protecting Your Children from the Trans Cult. And it took me 45 minutes to be able to start my lecture. My computer was having mysterious problems. The Microsoft Office mysteriously wasn't working, even though I paid them a bunch of money. I hate paying Bill Gates anything. But I was just trying to get this lecture on on, and on time. I had to get that money back because they admitted that even though I paid for it, they hadn't let me access Microsoft Office. I use Microsoft Office a lot. I'm a teacher. I've used it my whole adult life. But for this one night, for the first time in my life, it didn't work. Isn't that funny? And then I also had two interlopers. I had two nefarious Herberts keep popping in to the lecture. And one of them, his, her, its avatar photograph, had like green and blue hair and lots of facial piercings. Like, what are you doing at a lecture called Protecting Your Children from the Trans Cult? If you've got, gr- and I'm talking like bottle green, bottle blue kind of hair, two-tone color thing. And lots of piercings. It's like, I don't think you're here to listen, are you? No, I think you're here to interfere. And then later on, we had somebody called Teacher Vanessa. Teacher Vanessa pop in. Now, I wasn't sure about Teacher Vanessa, but I didn't like it. It has like commie overtones. Can you imagine calling yourself, imagine you're a plumber. You call yourself Plumber Steve on Zoom. Do you do that? Do you do that? Do I call myself Head Teacher Sarah? Or do I just call myself Sarah Plumley? Like we have a Christian name and we have a surname and we might use one, we might use both when we label ourselves on Zoom, but we don't normally label ourselves as our job first, do we, when we speak? Hello, I'm Engineer Pete. Oh, good morning. I'm software developer June. Like, come on. 
come on. So yeah, I had to sin bin a couple of people that I wasn't having. I don't know why they bother. I really don't know why they bother. They're clearly ignorant. They haven't done their homework. And isn't that the whole trans issue? They haven't done their homework. They haven't done their homework. Because if you've done your homework on me, you would know that I'd had a very successful seven-year career as a football referee. If you're from outside the UK, what do I mean by football? Soccer. The kicky ball one. Yeah, the kicky ball, the, the very famous kicky ball one. I was a football referee, soccer referee. Did I operate in the women's game? Yes, but I predominantly operated in the men's game. Yeah, you heard that correctly. So I did seven-year career refereeing men's football. So if you think I can't handle you live, you are having a laugh. You come back to me and you turn your mic on and start giving it the large one. I am going to humiliate you in front of everybody and then dispatch you. And you know what? Come and do it. Make my day. And it will make my day because it will. people will realize I have a greater capacity than perhaps they thought. And it will do me a world of good to have video footage of me putting somebody like that in their place. I always start my lectures with, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And if you are not a lady or a gentleman, then I'm afraid this is not the lecture or the live stream or whatever I'm doing for you. If you haven't yet figured out whether you're an Arthur or a Martha, there is literally nothing I can do to help you. There are lots of live streams available at 8 p.m. There are lots of lectures freely available online. I suggest you uh, go forth and do what you do someplace else. I'm very clear about that. Yeah, I'm very clear about that. We're not, we're not here to make anybody sad or trigger anybody. We're here to protect children from groomers. That's it. All right, bottom line. It's not the only thing we do. Of course it's not. But when I'm lecturing on the trans cultists, yes, that's my primary aim. It's to help support parents, keep their kids away, to shield their kids and protect their kids from this disgusting indoctrination, this dangerous, dark, nefarious indoctrination. And if you think I'm overselling this, I'm being dramatic, you're wrong. Children are having breasts cut off. Young gentlemen are having their gentlemen's bits cut off, surgically removed. In the United States, and I'm sorry to say, in, in the UK too, that's not okay. In no world should that be okay. And if you're an adult and you're not speaking up about this and you're not standing up against it, then you're no adult at all. It's completely despicable. Anyway, I was, <laughs> off I go, off I go. This is what happens. And, and literally during this lecture, just before I get stuck into some of the things I talked about, I actually predicted that something was going to happen to me. I thought I might lose my one remaining bank account. That's not even a real bank account. I've, I'm down to one. Have I been kicked out of three or two? No, I've been kicked out of two, so I'm down to one. And I thought I would lose that. But I did say that something would happen to me as a consequence of doing this lecture. And lo and behold, so that was the Thursday. Lo and behold, by Monday, oh, within three hours, somebody'd had the phone call to say, nope, delete her account for her business email. So there you go. That's how this works. And isn't it interesting? Do you think that's a bunch of trans people? Do you really think that that's who's behind this? Really? Have they got that much power? Like, are they busy in surgery and stuff? Aren't they busy seeing their therapists and screeching online about how unfair the world is? I don't, I'm not really convinced that I've personally upset a particular trans person ever, 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 ever. In fact, my background's in theater, so you can imagine what that's like. You can imagine what that, I did 10 years of Amdram before going to drama school for three years and working professionally for two to three years after that. You know, I used to spend a lot of time, too much time, actually. I wasted a lot of my time on Canal Street, the gay village in Manchester there, socializing, having fun, and nobody cares. At drama school, no one's interested in your sexuality. There's, whatever you are, there's going to be someone weirder 
and they're more quote unquote wonderful than you. That's for sure. Uh, especially as a heterosexual female, I was I had it, hadn't I? There was <laughs> I was in a an extreme minority. Let's just say at drama school, everybody's trying to be noticed and interesting, and no no one's bothered. See, that's the thing. When I worked, I once worked in a special school. Special schools kind of mis-selling it a little bit. It might confuse some people. Effectively, a naughty boys' school, a school for children with challenging behaviour. I did a little bit of work experience there. I worked there as a professional teacher for a couple of weeks. And I thought it was going to be wild. I thought chairs would be thrown and desks would be overturned. I thought I was going into battle. I was ready. I'd done my stretching in the morning. I was up for it. And nothing happened the whole two weeks I was there. Like one person got put in the sin bin for mouthing off. It was boring. I'd worked in some good to outstanding quote-unquote schools where the way more stuff had kicked off in my teaching there. So it was bizarre to me. And I find that to be true everywhere. Like if you put all of the naughty people together, well, there's no point showing off because you're all naughty. You're all clowns. There's no competition because you're all the same. But it's the same. It's a very similar drama school. Everybody's something out. We didn't have we didn't have a choice of about 500 genders back then. But we had you know plenty of people who were lesbian or gay or bi or said they were. Not so many straight people, as I mentioned. There were no trans people at drama school, interestingly, but there were on Canal Street. There were loads of transvestites on Canal Street. And we used to go into Churchill's, which is on the corner there of Canal Street in Manchester, after rehearsals, because our rehearsal rooms were sort of diagonally opposite. And the uh, cider was cheap, three pounds a pint. Can you believe it? Three pounds for a pint of Strongbow. Ah, showing my age, aren't I? Oh, dear. Anyway, we had a gay old time, Can I, if I may say that. Goodness me, I'm going to get in so much trouble for this. Well, it's true. We had a gay old time. We really did. And we used to have like a sing. I think, was it Thursday karaoke? I can't remember. But the transvestites used to roll their eyes when the drama school lot came across because whilst many of the transvestites were very, very good singers, there was plenty of people from my drama school who were better. And they used to think, oh, bloody hell, the sodding actor lot are in again because you used to win prizes. I think there were cash prizes and all kinds of other prizes. And then they got really upset because the drama school that I was at launched a musical theatre course. So we were just actors and some could sing and some not so much, but some could sing. But when the musical theatre course was launched, they could all sing. And some of them were like West End, uh, West End, capable of singing on the West End, I should say. So yeah, pretty fun times. But anyway, that's my background. That's my history. And yeah, I'm this evil transphobe, whatever, who gets accounts cancelled and money stolen from, yada, yada. What kind of things am I saying then? Well, if you want to check it out, you can go to Odyssey. I have a channel on Odyssey. That's where I put my stuff that gets banned from everywhere else. So Odyssey, if you've not used Odyssey before as well, quite a lot of the banned stuff is, it's Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E, O-D-Y-S-E-E, odyssey.com. And if you just type Sarah Plumley, Plum, L-E-Y, Sarah with an H, Sarah Plumley into the search bar there, you'll find me. And very recent content. It was, I think I put it up on the 20th. I did the lecture on the 4th of July and I put it up on the 27th of July. I prefer people to attend live. I really believe in if you want to learn something or improve yourself or improve things for other people around you, you should show up live. I really believe that. However, because of what's happened, people are asking me, well, hang on, you can't have just got cancelled for that. The top 10 reasons not to send your kids back to school. There must be more to it. I actually believe my emails did get cancelled just for my top 10 reasons not to send your kids back to school. That's also available on my Odyssey channel. But I decided to put up the whole lecture that I did, protecting your children from the trans cult, so that I, you know, it's above board, it's open, it's transparent, you can see what I'm doing and you can hear what I've got to say. I mean, isn't that what we used to do in the olden days? Goodness me. Anyway, so here's one of the takeaways. Here's one of the things that I gave to the parents and grandparents that showed up. 
what is normal in the sense of conforming to a norm is not necessarily the same as natural or healthy. What is normal in the sense of conforming to a norm is not necessarily the same as natural or healthy. And that's from Dr. Gordon Neufeld, who's an expert in child psychology. So he actually isn't talking at all about trans people or the trans cult or whatever. He's not mentioning that. This is from his great book that he did in collaboration with Gabor Mate, who's also a medical doctor, called Hold On to Your Kids. Hold On to Your Kids, Why Parents Need to Matter More Than Peers, Why Parents Need to Matter More Than Peers. And again, I, I don't get any royalties. I don't get any, not royalties. I don't get any affiliation fees or anything like that for plugging these books. I don't. I plug it because it's a great book. And anyone who's got children or grandchildren or is a coach, a teacher, really ought to read that book. It's about child psychology and it's very important. And what really impressed me was this quote, what is normal in the sense of conforming to a norm is not necessarily the same as natural or healthy. Think of all the things that you're told are normal for your children. Computer games are normal. No, they're not. There was no such thing in the 1980s. So how come that's normal? And is it, even if it's now classed as normal by people who don't want to entertain their own children, quite frankly, if it's normal now, are they natural and healthy? I don't think there's very much natural or healthy about computer games. What else is plugged as being normal? Going to the estate indoctrination centres to not be educated. It's normal to go to school. Yeah, but is it natural and or, and or healthy to go to school? I've got a really serious argument that it's not. And if you start to consume my content, you'll see what I'm saying. I'm a GCSE mathematics examiner, which means I mark the national exam papers for 16-year-olds in my country for mathematics. They are disgraceful. This year's paper, the non-calculator paper, was the easiest paper probably in the history of the GCSE. And I've got some papers going back as far as 1940, which were it was when, when the GCSE was called the O-level. So yeah, O-level, then GCSE. Paper one was the easiest paper I've ever seen. And the candidate responses, were some of them were abysmal. I mark the higher tier. So I'm marking the top third, the 33.3% most intelligent people, young people in the UK. I was marking their papers and they are shocking. And I'll be sharing that research with you in Michaelmas, in, in, in the first term back after the summer break, September, October kind of time. It's absolutely disgraceful. So you're sending your kids to school because that's quote unquote normal, but they're not being educated. Reading, writing, arithmetic is through the floor. And obviously everything else goes down with that. What is doing well is how many genders are there? You know, gender studies and women's studies and African studies and any kind of climate hoax stuff. Yeah, the kids are really good at that, although it's not real information because they think the polar bears are dying. Children, there's more polar bears. Don't worry about the polar bears. First of all, if you ever saw one, you'd be terrified because it would probably try and eat you. So they're not cute and cuddly. That's number one. Number two, there are more polar bears now than there were in the 1970s. So shut up about the polar bears. They're lying to you. So just keep in your mind here, what is normal in the sense of conforming to a norm is not necessarily the same as natural or healthy. Let's make that a bit easier to remember. What is normal is not necessarily the same as natural or healthy. Isn't that great? What is normal is not necessarily the same as natural or healthy. So don't allow people to say, oh, it's normal, normal socialization. That's another one. They say that it's normal to socialize your children with children of the same age. It's not. It might be normal, but it's not natural or healthy. And the book Hold On To Your Kids explains why. Children must not have other children as their primary influences, their primary orientation, their primary attachment, their primary emotional attachment must be to a parent. 
it must be to your parents, not to other children, especially other children of the same age as you or a similar age as you don't know anything. There's huge amounts of research got into that. Another thing that you need to know about this trans cult is that historically, i.e. before 2012, I'm not talking, you know, 12-11, we're talking 2012 here, 0.01% of the population were afflicted by gender dysphoria, and they were almost exclusively boys. That's 0.01%. And I've done a little maths video about that and about those numbers using an estimate for the UK population and showing you just how few people it is that historically have had gender dysphoria. 0.01% of a population and almost exclusively boys. Well, what's happened then? Because according to Abigail Schreier, superb award-winning journalist of the Wall Street Journal and now author of a fabulous book called Irreversible Damage, which they do not want you to read, Irreversible Damage is often suppressed by the Amazon algorithms. If you search for her book, they often give you all of the pro-trans books. And her book is not even anti-trans. It's just showing you the evidence. The sci- do, you remember, do you remember the science from back in the COVID days? The science? Well, apparently the science doesn't count now. Funny that, isn't it? Anyway, here's what she has to say. Groups of female friends in schools across the world are coming out as transgender. Most are girls who have never expressed any discomfort in their biological sex until they hear a coming out story from a speaker at a school assembly. Or discover the internet community of trans influencers. Gender-affirming therapists now recommend medical interventions for them which can include cutting off your bits. Obviously, I added that section, but I just wanted to make it blatantly obvious for anyone who might be trying to pretend it's something else. But did you hear that? Groups of female friends are coming out. Hang on a minute, this affects 0.01% of the population. If it affects, and almost exclusively boys, so why is it a bunch of girls coming out? And why are they coming out in groups? That's indoctrination. That is classic indoctrination. It's a cult. That that side of it is a cult. And that's not to say that that poor 0.01% have, I call it, genuine gender dysphoria. 0.01% of the population, almost exclusively boys who believe that they ought to be girls. You probably have never even met a trans person if you're my kind of age. If, if you're over the age of, let's say, 35, you've probably never even met one. Maybe in the last five to 10 years you have, but I bet there was none in your school. I bet there were no trans, there was no trans people at my school and I bet there was none at yours. I went to a very large school, 15 to 1,700 pupils. Like, It's extremely rare. Now there's huge groups. Something like 2% of children who go to school identify as trans. That's crazy. 0.01% to 2%, something is rotten. The numbers don't add up. So before 20, this is Abigail Schreier once more. Before 2012, there was no scientific literature on girls aged 11 to 21 ever having developed gender dysphoria at all. So there you have it. A, it's not normally girls. And B, Before 2012, there was no scientific literature on girls 11 to 21 ever having developed gender dysphoria at all. If it doesn't happen between the ages of two and four, roughly two to four years old, it's probably not real. It's probably not real. That's why I call it the 0.01% genuine gender dysphoria and the rest I call the trans cult because that's what it is. It's a cult. It's a death cult. Let's chop our bits off and let's sacrifice our bits. Crazy, crazy, crazy. What we did have before 2012, was a thing called a tomboy. I know, because I was one, and I'm not sorry. I had great fun being a tomboy. It really wound my mother up. That wasn't why I did it. Not exclusively. Anyway, here's Abigail Schreier once more. Girls who like math, or sports, or are logical, boys who sing, or act, or like to draw, are all 
gender non-conforming. That was in inverted commas. <laughs> I forget that you can't see that part. Continuing on, they may have turned up to school as a girl who excels at math or a boy with vocal talent, but they leave rebranded as a person whose behaviours or gender expression falls outside what is generally considered typical for their assigned sex at birth. What the actual is that? Word salad. Word salad. Like, so what if a girl's good at maths or a boy has a beautiful singing voice? It doesn't make them mean that their gender expression falls outside what is generally considered typical. Typical's another word for normal, isn't it? What do we know about normal altogether now? Normal doesn't necessarily mean natural or healthy. Way to go, you guys. Way to go. We did some good work this morning. So basically, Abigail Schreier's done a really, really deep dive into this whole cult problem. And she talks about the links between bulimia and anorexia, the way in which Apparently, I didn't know this, but if you have anorexic girls in hospital, you can't put them on the same ward as each other. You can't put them on the same ward as each other because they will egg each other on to lose more weight. And obviously, if you're in hospital because you're anorexic, they're trying to save your life and give you food. And the, what the girls do is they egg each other on and they help each other to lose even more weight rather than gain weight as they're meant to. So you have to keep them separate. This is kind of like a, you know, a way that groups of females, if left to their own devices, often behave. They copy each other, they egg each other on, they support each other. It can be used for good, but obviously if you're trying to help an anorexic, a fellow anorexic lose even more weight, that's not good. She's going to die, and probably so soon will you. And the way in which these kinds of things happen, this kind of cultish, groupish behavior, Abigail Schreier is saying is very reminiscent of what we're seeing now with this, all of these young girls coming out as trans at school. Anyway, I'm not going to belabor this too much more because I think I've certainly made my point by now. Though, if you're concerned about what you can do to protect your children from the trans cult, I do suggest you go to the lecture that I've put up on Odyssey, Protecting Your Children from the Trans Cult. That's on Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E.com. And just search my name, Sarah Plumley, Plum, and then L-E-Y, and you'll find that lecture there. Odyssey have never taken, touch, touch wood, Odyssey have never taken anything of mine down yet. So fingers crossed that'll still be there when you get there. There are three things, though, that are strongly recommended. I'll just give you my top three things. There's more stuff you can do, but here's the top three to protect your children. And this has come from an American organization with experience of not just protecting children from getting sucked into the trans cult in the first place, but actually deprogramming children out of the trans cult. And what they say is these top three things are really important. No public school. And sorry, English people, UK people, possibly Irish people too, what we call public school is like private school where you pay to go. However, public school in America is free. So when they say public school, they mean state school. So I'm just going to say no school. I can say no school to my largely British and Irish audience because even the private schools, the schools that we pay to go to, some of them are even worse on this gender stuff than the state schools are. For example, you've got Eton College flying the rainbow flag. Can you? Adam and Eva. Eaton has fallen. So no school, no smartphone, and no social media. Don't groan. Don't complain. What's better? Your child goes to school, decides they're trans. You're a bigot. They can call themselves other pronouns and a different name at school. They start seeing a therapist. You, guys, this is just, it's a no. It is a no, 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 no. These three things may seem difficult, but they are a lot easier than trying to deprogram your child from this 
awful, awful cult. So three things, no school, no smartphone, no social media. And yet, I know that that's not simple. I know that we need to get some strategies on that and we need to do some work on that. And certainly we will. But as a starter for 10, take some time out, go and see the Protecting Your Children from the Trans Cult Lecture. Let me know what you think of it. I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts and views. And thank you for being here over the summer. I can't believe that we've still had a really reasonable download number or number of downloads, however you say that in modern speak, even though it's the summer holiday. So power to you for still doing your homework during the summer. I really can't wait to get started in the new term. And we're looking forward, we're welcoming lots of new members to Guerrilla Education as we speak. So I'm, I can't wait to get stuck in September. And watch out, there's some really interesting stuff coming your way in August. I've got two or three more free events. Yes, free events for you to help you, whether your children are still in those horrible indoctrination centers or not. Doesn't matter. This information will help you either way. And I'll be getting those dates and info out to you shortly. And we have some cracking guests lined up for the Plumley Pod in the coming weeks as well. I've got to fly. It's the age-old excuse. I could talk to you all morning, but I know you're busy. And also, real reason, truth, my husband's about to get back with the dog any moment and all pandemonium will break loose in the house. And then the poor technical people who do an amazing job of tidying up my rare and dulcet tones on this podcast will have a nightmare trying to clean up all the dog barks and the mess and the things falling over because my dog is quite large and my plants are in the living room because it's a horrible, cold, rainy day. And I can just imagine my whole science experiment being on the floor if I do not leave in the next two minutes. So on that note, I've got to go and rescue my chili plant experiment. It's called Real Science. You can also find that on odyssey.com, by the way. And I better go rescue it because I'm not starting again. I'm already four, about three or four months in and it's going great guns. So I better leave, love you and leave you. Thanks for listening. And I will look forward to speaking to you very soon. Remember, your children can either be educated or they can be schooled. And these things are mutually exclusive. Take back your individual sovereignty and that of your family. Visit sarahplumley.substack.com and subscribe for free to stay up to speed with all things education, not indoctrination.